Hello and welcome back to episode 53 of Kentucky History and Haunts. I'm your host, Jesse Bartholomew, and I'm here to tell you all about my Kentucky road trip. Uh, the main event was my overnight at the haunted Maple Hill Manor, but I'm going to recap kind of my whole road trip for you guys and play travel agent, um, cause there are so many cool spots in Kentucky and I mean, I didn't even cover like a real fraction of them. There's so many, um, but yeah, I'm going to tell you where I went and what I saw and what I ate and, uh, I'll get into Maple Hill, it's history and it's ghosties. So... I left Louisville and I drove to Frankfurt first because I knew I wanted to go to, well, a couple places. I stopped at the Frankfurt Peddler's Mall. I heard they had some good books and I heard right. Uh, If you go back, if you go into the Frankfurt Peddler's Mall and you go back into the far left-hand corner there, it's like a little library of old books. So that's a lot of fun. Um... And then thanks to somebody's recommendation, sorry, I can't remember who, uh, I had lunch at Benson's Marina in Frankfurt, which is a cool spot, just tucked away, but just a few minutes from downtown. Um, Sat outside, had lunch there, had a shot of tequila, and then uh, went over to Poor Richard's to buy some books, more books. And uh, nobody told me that you have to, like, train to do that attic. That attic is dusty and it is hot and it is perfect it's so wonderful um if you haven't been there it's just this attic full of books i mean floor to ceiling stacks and stacks of them um you could spend all day up there so i only had about an hour because i wanted to keep it moving um but i did get some good books there and uh I didn't put two and two together until after I left. My mom informed me that poor Richards is uh, Richard Taylor, who I'm related to. We are cousins. I did not know that he was poor Richard. Now I know. Um, went down to Harrodsburg, roamed around there for a little bit after that. Sweet little town. And then went to Shaker Village for dinner. I had never been. I'd driven past Shaker Village before, but I'd never actually been back there to see the buildings. What a beautiful place. It is so cool. Um, I didn't hike any of the trails, but I I hear there are a lot of them, so I'm definitely going to go back. Um, but I did eat at the trustees' table, and I had just an amazing dinner. It was so good. Um, I had their staple soup, which is tomato celery. And then I had Johnny Cakes with mushrooms, like these big, delicious mushrooms, and a bunch of other vegetables straight from their farm. It's a farm-to-table restaurant, of course, and everything was just so fresh and clean and wonderful. And then, of course, for dessert, I had to have a slice of their famous lemon pie, which is like the old, old recipe. And it was truly one of the best desserts I think I've ever had in my life, so... Don't miss out on that. Um, If you ever find yourself in that area, you should stop there. Um, And I'm definitely going to spend... I want to do an overnight at Shaker Village. Um, I didn't even realize you could stay overnight there. Um, But I hear it's haunted too. So um, definitely have to stay there sometime. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So you can see Maple Hill Manor from the road, from the the main road there. And it really does sit up on a pretty good hill. Um, It's very pretty. As you drive up the driveway on the right is the alpaca farm. They have a working alpaca farm. Uh, Those guys are very cute. Uh, They were naked when I was there. I think they'd probably just been shaved pretty recently. They weren't super fluffy. Um, But yeah, that adds a little extra charm to the place for sure. Um, So yeah, then you get up to the actual manor. It's very pretty. Greek revival style plantation home. Exactly, I think, what you're probably picturing. Um, So I was greeted by Tina, who's like the manager, the hostess. Um, Very sweet, very friendly And uh, she gave me the grand tour of the first floor, which features 14 foot ceilings, beautiful thick trim, huge fireplaces, uh, big French doors, lots of pocket doors, original mural in the dining room, and this gorgeous staircase leading to the second floor where my room was. Now I had originally booked uh, the Lincoln room Uh, But Tina noticed an issue with the AC just before I got there. So she actually moved me to the room next door, which was unfortunately called the Jefferson Davis room. Like, guys, I get the history, but come on. So I I wanted to stay in the Lincoln room because it's lined floor to ceiling with books. And it's just a really cool looking room. And so Tina actually left me the key to that room so I could still explore in there. So essentially... I had two rooms for the night, which was really, really nice of her. Um, But the Jefferson Davis room was pretty too, less crowded, uh, huge windows with beautiful views of the gardens and the fields and, you know, everything you could want, comfortable bed. Um, Gosh, waking up there in the morning was just dreamy. It's a beautiful setting. It's so quiet. So if you're looking for just a nice little getaway for some peace and quiet, That's a great spot. But now that I've given you an idea of what it's like now, let's talk about Maple Hill Manor's history. Because the manor is old. It was built by slaves sometime around 1851. A man named Thomas McElroy had it built for his new bride, Sarah Jane Maxwell. And it started out as a 600-acre plantation. According to the book Haunted Kentucky by Alan Brown, the McElroys had seven children, but four of them died before reaching two years old, and one died as a teenager. So, out of seven children, two lived to adulthood. Again, it's not terribly uncommon for the time, but it's still sad. And uh, both Thomas and his wife Sarah passed away at Maple Hill Manor. Um, And in 1862, that's really where the place's history stands out. So 1862 was the Battle of Perryville. Uh, 75,000 troops 
At the end of the day, on October 8th of that year, 845 Union soldiers had been killed, 2,851 wounded, 515 missing or captured. And on the Confederate side, 510 deaths, 2,635 wounded, 251 captured or missing. Now, Maple Hill Manor was not the only estate that served as a makeshift hospital during the Civil War, but it's probably one of the grandest that's still standing and in good condition. Now, it's unclear to me whether or not the McElroys were living there as it was operating as a hospital, but looking at the timeline, I I, I would say they probably were. And I just can't imagine having kids around while soldiers are dying and miserable and having limbs amputated. It's just awful. So, yeah, that that's what happened there. And um, so that's really the big the big event in its history. Now, I didn't see any ghosts, soldier or otherwise, but that could be because I fell asleep really early, like an old lady, and I slept so hard. And so I slept through what people say is the most active time for ghosts or spirits there, which is between 3 and 4 a.m. Although the current owner has apparently heard footsteps during the day, too. Um, For example, besides just the footsteps, one morning he walked into the kitchen and found all the cabinets slightly opened at the same angle and all the drawers pulled out like the same distance. So, yeah, things things go on in the manor. There are happenings. Um, A, quote, supernaturally sensitive woman staying at the manor once told the owner as they were standing in the kitchen together that a group of children was dancing in circles around him. So that's fun. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about what happens, like what guests have seen there. And then I'll actually even tell you guys about, um, I'm in a haunted Facebook group on, uh, a Kentucky haunted Facebook group. And I'll tell you a little bit about what, what people said in that group as well. So first of all, It's believed that Sarah McElroy died in the John James Audubon room, which I believe has a different name now, and I think that's on the first floor. Um, But her apparition, the apparition of Sarah McElroy, is apparently only seen by women. And next door to that is what used to be called the Stephen Foster room. I think that one has a different name as well now. Um, But lights are known to flicker on their own in that room. And guests have seen a little boy sitting at the foot of their bed in that room. In the Lincoln room, which is upstairs where I was supposed to stay, um, a chair turns on its own to face the window as if the spirit wants a better view of the land. I kind of love that one. And then across the, the, uh, across the hall, I almost said across the street, from the Lincoln room, Um, That room is where 18 cots were set up after the Battle of Perryville for wounded soldiers. And so that's kind of got a grisly history, that particular room. And the story goes that it was so messy in there from operations and, you know, wounds and all that, that they had to paint the floors in that particular room gray afterwards 
just to cover up all the blood stains. So if you stay there, you'll notice not all the floors are painted, um, but they are in that room. Uh, female guests in that room have described waking up around 3, 3 a.m., feeling like their arms were being cut or scratched, and others have had nightmares where they dream that they're actually soldiers undergoing surgery. I am so glad I did not have any dreams like that. Then there's a room that used to be called the um, the Kentucky Artisans Room. And that one, I don't know what it's called now, but it's where Ghost Chasers International got a picture of what uh, what is referred to as, quote, a portal to the other side. Uh, this is still the quote. Hundreds of swirling orbs were filmed over one of the twin beds with an eerie green mist hovering over and around the orbs. Okay. And finally, I have to make an admission. I did not do any paranormal research before my overnight at Maple Hill Manor because I didn't want to spook myself and be up all night scared of the dark because I did do this trip alone and I can't, I'm just a big baby. I have to be honest. Um, And I knew that if I read about all the experiences beforehand, I would either like trick my mind into thinking I saw something or I would just not sleep because I'd be up nervous all night. Either way, that's no good. And so I'm really glad that I didn't do any research beforehand because now I do know that the room I stayed in is, quote, the most haunted room on the second floor, Uh, which is crazy because I wasn't even supposed to stay in that room. So here's what people have seen in there. Uh, Late at night, guests have walked in on an old bearded man lying on the bed. And you guys, I'm telling you, I would freak out. I'm so like, I'm sorry I didn't see anything, but that would have been a little too much for me, I think. I don't need any old bearded men lying on my bed um, unless I, I ask them to be there. Now, the ghost of a man has also been seen inside the closet Um, And then the most frequently seen ghost is what they believe was a slave woman that they called Mammy Ann. Um, Apparently that room was the nursery. And so she would watch the children in that room and she still lingers in there sometimes. So besides all the guest rooms, uh, there have also been screams heard coming from the basement where legend has it, legend has it, Uh, that a young female slave was murdered. And the previous owner said they would not take guests into that cellar area because the spirits of the slaves are, quote, not happy and wish to be left alone. Um, And then also from time to time, people have heard chains rattling down there. So in 2008, the author of Haunted Kentucky, Alan Brown, and his wife stayed at Maple Hill Uh, They took photos and recorded EVPs and, you know, did that whole dance and they didn't get anything. They got nothing. But then at three o'clock in the morning, Brown's wife woke up to the feeling of something poking her in the side. So it's still more than I got. 
Um, now, I also posted in that Facebook group I mentioned. It's, uh, I believe it's called Haunted History of Kentucky or Early, Early Haunted History, something like that, um, which some of you are probably already in. And if you're not and you like this stuff, you should join it. Um, but I asked the group about Maple Hill and Shaker Village, and here are some of the responses I got. Uh, Adam said that his wife had unsettling feelings at Shaker, as did Margot. Walter said that they found lots of bones that appeared to be those of children when they drained a pond on the property. So that's ominous. Um, Amelia used to work at Shaker Village, and she said that she never felt at peace and always felt like she was being watched. And on one of her last days working there, she heard what sounded like a child crying or laughing, and then some of the pans in the kitchen fell behind her. Uh, Cindy, Cindy had an encounter both nights that she stayed at Maple Hill, and then after she checked out, she learned that others had the same experience in the same room. Uh, Kenneth said he got a, quote, crazy EVP upstairs at Maple Hill, as well as some photos of orbs both inside and outside the manor. But yeah, I'm sad to report that I didn't have any sort of ghostly encounter during my stay at Maple Hill. I slept like a baby. Um, the Jefferson Davis room, though poorly named, is extremely conducive for good sleep. Um, I went down for breakfast and sat at the little singles table by myself, and Tina brought me home-cooked breakfast, uh, good, strong coffee, and uh, yeah, like I said, you know, even if you're not in it for the paranormal stuff, it's got cool history, and it is very relaxing. So I'll also tell you guys a little bit about, <laughs> I went to the International Paranormal Museum, and that. Let me tell you, it is worth all $4 that it costs in admission. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The next morning I drove down to Somerset. I wanted to see the International Paranormal Museum. I'd heard about this place and I'd see some people in the haunted Facebook group take a recording, take videos there. And um, so I needed to go see what that was all about. And it's it's really cool. It is four dollars to get in. It's essentially three rooms and it's um, it's in the basement of a community center, which is haunted. So I'll tell you about that. But the museum is packed full of stuff. Uh, there's an entire room that's pretty much dedicated specifically to paranormal, but there's also stuff about serial killers, um, Chang and Aang, the Siamese twins, things about famous um, magicians, uh, Bigfoot, Mothman, Goatman, Loch Ness, aliens. They've got it all. So it's really fun. 
Um, and then some guests left, so I was the last visitor in there for a while. And the girl working behind the counter came out and took me into the paranormal room. And she started telling me all about, you know, more of the history of all of the pieces that they had in that room. She also told me all about the history of the building that that museum sits in. And it's really interesting. So she says that there are three ghosts in that building. And she told me the story about all three of them. One is a little boy who was accidentally shot through the chest with an arrow. Um, That was a long time ago, long before the museum was there, but it was on the ground. And so they hung a portrait of that little boy in the basement of the building later. And while it was up, the boy's spirit would do mischievous things um, until the portrait was moved to another building. And then the occupants of that other building building started witnessing the same mischief. Um, So there's that little boy. There's another story about a guy who was working on the roof when it was a private private residence on that same ground. um, And he fell to his death. And then the third is a librarian who actually worked in the community center. um, And she had a heart attack at her desk. So those are the three, I hope I got that right. Those are the three ghosts that haunt the community center that houses the International Paranormal Museum. But yeah, if you are ever passing through Somerset or you're anywhere near there, you've got to stop, got to go in and check out all that stuff. They are talking about expanding. Um, They have more stuff than they have room for. Uh, So they might have a standalone building at some point, which would be really great. Um, They also have cool shirts and stuff, and I'll link to their website where you can look at all their merch. So, yeah, after that, I wanted to hit Berea before I went home. So if you find yourself in Berea, you got to go to two places. You got to go to something old antique mall. And then you got to go across under the interstate there and go to Todd's Antiques. Okay, those are the two really good antique places in Berea. Um, Then I had dinner at Boone Tavern, which is also said to be haunted. But I was in it for the pulled pork mac and cheese, which was tops. Let me tell you, it was so good. Um, So yeah, I was only at the Boone Tavern for dinner It was really nice. Um, And then I ended that evening with a two-mile walk around the Berea College campus uh, to counteract that pasta dinner. And man, Berea College, like I love IU. IU looks like Hogwarts. Um, It's the most beautiful. But Berea is just a different kind of beautiful. Um, Like a minimal, minimal beauty. So yeah, um, I stopped at the Lexington Peddler's Mall on the way home the next day. If you guys, once again, if you're looking for vintage books, they've got a million. Um, And that place is huge. That Lexington Peddler's Mall is a force to be reckoned with. Um, And that's that's everything I've got. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you got something from that. I hope you're taking notes. Um, Because it's really important post-COVID that we are, um, how do I want to say this? You know, supporting our own tourism, you know? Um, There's no reason that you need to leave the state to have, I mean, of course, by all means, if you want to, that's fine. 
but also add into your schedule a little overnight in Berea or head down for a night at Maple Hill and turn it into, you know, a Shaker Village trip the next day. Um, Because Kentucky needs your your tourism right now. So that's, that's my soapbox. 